Welcome to the Fire Church Podcast. Today we pray Holy Spirit will speak through this message and into your life right where you are. There is something special that's happening this morning that I, I can't put it to words. But I just sense God wants to do something different to break open what He wants to do. And He responds to hunger. You see, heaven comes when our steps and all that we do is in line and is in sync with heaven right now. There is a continual worship service in heaven. But in heaven, you get to learn about the goodness of God. The infinite goodness and the beauty of our King. And I sense God's going to do something powerful and significant in this place. Can we give Jesus a louder shout of praise? Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus, for all that you've done and all that you're going to do. Oh, Jesus. can forgive you of your sins. So Jesus comes past while you're in your sea of sin. In his boat, he throws the life jacket. It represents his forgiveness. And he's inviting you this morning. Will you receive his forgiveness? Will you receive his mercy? When you take this on, the Bible says, Behold, the old has passed and the new has come, and he has made us ministers of reconciliation. You can't save yourself 
from your sinful nature. You can't change all the positive thinking you've tried and you can do when it boils down to it. You are a sinner. But God is so willing to forgive and wash you by the blood of His Lamb that though your sins were red as scarlet, He will make you white as snow. And He would even give you the title of a saint. But it's your choice. And He will honour whatever choice you make. If it's to choose Him, the Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste and see for yourself. Don't just hear it from your friend or your family member. Taste for yourself. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Your sins will be wiped away. The Bible says, repent. Change your mind. Turn to God. You know, repentance in the Greek is metanoia. Meta, change, noia, mind. It's not a bad word. We're not asking you to grovel and beg. It's a change of mind. Acts 3, 19. Repent, change your mind. Turn to God that your sins may be blotted out and washed away and that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. The Lord is in this place. Repent, repent. It's a good word. It's a word full of mercy, hope. Change your mind about the kingdom. Change your mind about who Jesus is. And yes, sorrow may follow. Yes, grievance may follow. Emotions may follow. When I repented 20 years ago, I realised I'm a sinner and I'm destined for hell, the fiery lakes of Hades, an eternal torment without God and I needed to get right with Him. I changed my mind and my heart started to follow. I was weeping before the presence of God. Without anyone looking in this room, every eye closed and head bowed. If you've walked away from God and you need to come home or you've never experienced the love of God before, can I get you to boldly raise your hand in this place right now? Holy Spirit, yes, Lord. Is there anyone else? Raise your hand in this place. This is important, friends. If you're online, you're watching and you want to get right with God, this is for you too. Let's all just pray this prayer. Heavenly Father, I ask for your forgiveness. Thank you for your Son, Jesus, for washing all my sins away. Make me brand new. Enter my heart. Be my Lord and Saviour. Help me to walk with you all the days of my life and help me to lead others to you. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Grab your seats. We're going to continue. Can we give it up for the worship team? Ushers, can we get them some stools or somewhere to sit? Last Sunday night at our Revival Fire Night, um, you know, I, I, I did this altar call for salvation and I knew there was, who was there last Sunday night? 
and were you part of that crew? Maybe, maybe. No, no, that's good. So I can talk about it. Um, <laughs> there was four around here that I just knew they, they were, hadn't given their hearts to Jesus yet. And I did what I did, prayed the sinner's prayer, and I was desperate. <laughs> I think it was just God more desperate than me to really get them down here to the front. And, and as evangelists do, and ministers do, turn to your neighbor and ask, did you pray that prayer? Would you like come down? Would you like to come down to the front? No one's responding. Turn to your left. No one's responding. I'm getting really desperate now. Now tap your neighbor in front of you on their shoulder. Still no one. Now turn around behind you and ask them. Nada. Nothing. I preached on the word repentance, the same definition in the New Testament. It's written in the Greek. Change your mind. Change your mind. Even as believers and seasoned faithful Christians in God, we need to have a lifestyle of repentance because we can sometimes stray into unbelief, sometimes stray into being offended towards God. Imagine if you were Job, I read through Job this week. The Lord said to Satan, where have you come from? He said, I've been roaming to and fro the earth. And the Lord said, have you considered Job? He's a blameless man. He's upright, he's blameless, he fears God and he shuns evil. He said, fine then, I will cause him to sin if he were to take away everything that he has. His 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camel, 500 ox, 500 donkeys. So he said, very well then. He's at your hands, but do not lay a finger on him. All those things went away. Even his own seven children and three daughters were killed. And he goes back to God. Satan goes back. God in short says, see what I mean? See what I told you? Even his own wife when he said, curse your God and die. Job was the kind of man after throwing a birthday party and festivities, he would offer up burnt sacrifices, the Bible says in Job 1, in case his own children sinned in their own heart towards God. Job's heart was fully set on God. So this time, Satan goes, well, if I was to touch his skin and have boils on him, surely he'll curse you. God says, very well then, off you go. And then for the enduring 42 odd chapters between some bad friends who thought they were giving some life-giving advice, we see God come through. And that God says that He was angry at His friend's advice. But Job remained true. He says, though He slay me, yet will I praise Him. Though He takes everything away, yet will I praise Him. Do you have a heart that will honour and worship God even when your life goes upside down, you lose your car, you lose your house, you lose your money? Do we worship the blessing or the blesser? Are we more hungry for the promise or the promise giver? Praise God He hasn't sent me on that Job assignment or you either. But do you have that heart that yet 
he slays me, I will praise him. But Paul said in the book of Acts, I exercise it within myself, not to be offended towards man and God. It's possible, friends, to be offended towards God, to be let down and disappointed. But God in his mercy would say, repent. You see, it's not a bad word, is it? Change your mind, change your thinking, repent. Jonah ran away from his assignment to preach to Nineveh in God's mercy. He took him up in the belly of a fish for three days. He was thrown overboard, stuck in this fish. He realized his great sin of disobedience. You see, it doesn't have to be that dark, secret sin behind closed doors. It could be simply disobedience and running away from the call of God. And God's just saying, repent. Would you change your mind? It's a good word. So we had these four people who are just new, and I was just desperate. So I called out the front. The front was full last Sunday night of people, saints who needed to repent. And we worship, gave our hearts to Jesus. Once again, a full surrender. And I turned around, and our four friends were standing there. Our four friends were standing there giving their hearts to God. Amen. Come on, our four friends gave their hearts to Jesus in surrender here at the altar without sharing names for obvious reasons. You know, I I didn't know the story of one of them, but I I spoke from Corinthians where it says, worldly sorrow leads to death, but godly sorrow leads to repentance. There was a mother within that crowd just on the Thursday, a few days prior, she tried to take her own life. But she was here Sunday morning, finding hope, finding life in Jesus. From what I hear, she's coming back tonight. Praise God. This is why we need to be sensitive to the move of the Holy Spirit. And so I came home thanking God And on Facebook, as you do, I see our Fire Church Sunshine Coast family. Their service is still going from 10 a.m. They've just broken out into this crazy revival. Who's been tracking and following the Asbury Revival in Wilmore, Kentucky? Can we go to the screens now for some of those pictures? Hopefully I put it in order for you all. But this uh, Christian university on February 8, you can watch the, the sermon before this revival kicked off. And if I'm completely honest, it's, it's a beautiful sermon on loving each other and things like that, but nothing themed around revival. It was the hunger of about 19 students who lingered in the presence of God at that university hall, Hughes Hall. And as the word spread out, that there's continuous worship and prayer and repentance, repentance. We sense as a pastoral leadership team, our word for the year, revival now needs to be defined 
and understood in these five key areas. Repentance, respond, which I'm getting into this morning. Respond in prayer, worship and giving and not just finances, but giving of ourselves in the sacrifice of praise, giving our time, giving our honour. The third are reformation to be transformed, to be reformed, a brand, that brand new creation which God has called us to be. Number four, Ruach, a fresh move of His Spirit. You know, in the book of Acts, it says, can, can someone pass my Bible? It's just underneath my girl's uh, jumper. Thanks, Raghav. Acts 2. Let's turn to Scriptures. Acts 2. Verse 1, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. There was unity in the room. They were just waiting. Jesus said, don't leave Jerusalem until you have received the Holy Spirit. He says that in the book of John, the previous book to this, who remembers Jesus' last words? It's an open book quiz. It says this, Acts 1. It is not for you to know the times or seasons which the Father has put in His own authority, but you shall receive power. Everyone say power. power. When the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem in, and all Judea, Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And Jesus said, wait. What was a group of about 500 witnesses and people turned to a group of about 120 in the upper room waiting, just waiting, just being obedient, just lingering, just like Joshua in the tent of meeting when everyone else had left, even his own leader Moses, that Joshua was found here waiting. And as we did last year, leading up to Ignite Frankston, where we waited on the Lord, Friday night for four weeks straight, 9 p.m. to 4 a.m. And there's some of you hungry ones till 7 a.m. Four weeks in a row, hungry for God. Some of us fasted for 40 days during that time. And during the Ignite conference, it was eight years later since we first hired that same venue where Ignite Frankston was held. Eight years ago at the function room at the Frankston Arts Center as we worshiped our King to the song, Let It Rain, Open the Floodgates of Heaven. We saw around the room and predominantly at the front stage where the worship team was, raindrops falling from mid-air We've got it on footage. We've got the, the video of that. You look up, you think, is there a roof leak? We asked the staff, is there something wrong with the, with the venue? It wasn't a rainy night. There was no roof leaks. It's never leaked again since. But you can see in the footage, it was mid-air. It was signs and wonders as the Bible talks about. And then this past night, many of you felt the ground shake. 
And there's always, if I'm honest, a little bit of a skeptic in me. I just think, oh, is it the car park downstairs? Is it just some cars going through? Because I, I, I'm in for the genuine move of God. I, I, I want the real deal. I, I don't want just hype. I don't want just, you know, performance. I want the real thing. Amen. Who wants the real thing? And so I said to everyone, I think it was maybe the Saturday, between the morning and the afternoon session, no, no, Sunday, it was a sacrifice. I lined it up with my family, my children. It was Father's Day. I said, I just sense, I want to give God a Father's Day gift. He's done so much for us. And I'm just hungry for more of what God wants to do. So if it's okay, let's catch up tonight. Let's get some Maccas. It's the only thing open late at night after conference finishes. But in between, we're just going to hang at the altar with anyone. And as we were praying, I didn't feel any tremors or shakes in the building prior to this Sunday, Father's Day, and I felt it in the room. And I was thinking, is that even real? I looked it up. There was reports of tremors and shakings and someone's kitchen was shaking. Kiyomi, where are you, Kiyomi? Stand up, Kiyomi. Kiyomi had a vision leading up to Ignite. Frankston, it was an open vision, is that right? Like it was playing out like a cinema movie in front of your eyes. I've never had that, to be honest. My wife has. And that open vision my wife had was for us to come to Fire Church from our last church. I've never had that open vision. I've had other encounters. But Kiyomi sees right before her eyes where she lives in Tower Hill area. Frankston, the footsteps of Jesus starting from Frankston and it was going towards the city and each step was getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger that this revival is going to take place that as we honour our beautiful King and Saviour what He's going to do in us is going to touch this city, this state, this nation and around the world Last year, I had many people, including Pastor Dan, saying revival is here in this church, Karim Downs, fire. Revival's hit, revival's hit. I've studied revival history, Pentecostal history. And in in a weird way as well, I thought, I don't want to go ahead of you, Pastor Dan. I'm a man under authority. You guys are bouncing around different buildings. Praise God. Now, within two weeks of settling in the renovated building, revival has hit. Revival has hit there. And so I'm hearing these words, revival's hit, revival's hit. But I'm like, do I really want that mantle? Am I being dishonouring if I go ahead of my, my senior? I know it's weird. It's, it's probably not even kingdom. And then Numa breaks out in a revival. And Pastor Dan is invited to speak there. And I'll go and support him. And I'm feeling the fire of God. I'm feeling the tangible presence in the room. I'm worshipping our King. I'll go crazy as I do here. Probably looking like the crazy one over there. And I thought to myself afterwards, if that is revival, then yes, we've got revival too. I love Corey. I love Numa. 
we're great friends. I actually said to Pastor Corey, you guys are called Numa, Holy Spirit. We're called fire. We're meant to be. We're going to do something together. Amen. And I'll go back again to get prayer from John and Carol Arnott, the Toronto Blessing guys. Again, similar thing. It feels like home. It feels like Fire Church Caram Downs. This past Tuesday staff meeting, I had to repent. I said to the crew, this Asbury revival has sparked something unique and powerful. And this American prophet, Larry Sparks, he went there to check it out for himself. And he said these words, which just struck me to my core. And he said, it is irresponsible now to continue to pray prophesy and wish for revival when it has arrived so I'm watching our Sunny Coast Revival now on a Monday night I see Pastor Bryden our Rockhampton campus pastor who two and a half years ago had never led anyone to Jesus who'd never prayed for anyone who was sick but through the Bible revival, the Word of God, this revival is found on the Word of God, the Bible revival. He's now praying daily. When we hang out, we, we have this healthy, fun uh, kind of thing, like who, who can um, lead more people to Jesus? It's a bit cheeky. But we, we do it out of, out of um, sincerity and love too. But we just, it's like iron sharpens iron. I remember I was in that Zoom and Brighton in Rockhampton on the other end of that window screen terrified, petrified of his boots to pray for someone. The thought of going to the emergency ward in hospital, local hospital to pray for someone. Now this man's on fire and he gets me fired up. And so I'm watching Monday night and I see Pastor Bryden there and I think there's this holy jealousy within start to rise up as I prayed and I texted Pastor Dan, would it be okay if I clear my calendar for Wednesday? for me to come up. I said, sure. I lined up with Jess and the kids. I found these cheap 6 a.m. flights. I'm, I'm there, wake up 4 o'clock in the morning. I'm, I'm there, Queensland. And I step into the auditorium. There wasn't many people there during the day. But as soon as I started to pray, there's this surge of power I could feel just rise up. I've never felt the presence of God so quickly and, and in such an, a tangible way. That, oh, just no words to it. And the, the, the nighttime thing goes and, and then we minister together. We see people responding to the Word. There's healings, there's breakthroughs, there's people repenting. Then the next morning I wake up. And the Lord, I felt, asked me, He asked, how did that feel? I said, it felt amazing. And it felt like home. It felt like Karen Towns. And I felt the Lord whisper these words, when will you finally wake up? Revival has hit your church. Will you take on this mantle? Tuesday, we, we repented, I said that. And I just said, let's just cut all the music. And in our solemn silence we're just hearing from the Lord as we said yes God we're willing to take this mantle on that we're not just a church in revival but we are a revival church 
that the sweet presence of God is here every time that we gather. That there is healings, there is breakthroughs, there's deliverances, there are salvations. There's a refreshing touch of your spirit in this place. Revival is here. It is now. And we say yes to the assignment. And as we sat there, I just saw the armour of God come upon us. It's like those video games you play when you're younger and you conquer one boss at one level. And then you level up to the next one and you need a bigger, thicker armour. I felt that come upon us. And I'm here to say revival is here, it is alive and it is now. Amen. But it's a journey. I don't know, it would be foolish of me to assume that we're all all on the same page yet. The shepherd in me feels that we, we need to teach on this. So Acts 2 verse 1, When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. The fire of God is going to come upon some people today. If you've never received the Holy Spirit at baptism, Jesus said, John baptized with water. Acts 1. Verse 5, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. John the Baptist said, there's one coming who will baptize you in the Holy Spirit and fire. It's the fire of God we need. It's the fire of God we need in our families, in our workplaces, in our ministries, in everything that we do for God. The fire of God. And as, as we kicked off, Oh, a bit of revival history. They had something similar in 1970 on the left. I think it was eight consecutive days of revival. This is Asbury now, but they wrapped up two days ago, officially. But still continuing in the front lawns in other university campuses. Let's go to just some other pictures. It's gone to Stanford University. It's gone to about 20 different campuses different colleges around America. Do you have any other pictures as well? Here we are. Sanford, I think there's a typo there. But you, you get the picture. And then let's go to the other pictures. Then it starts to spread around the world. Around Uganda, I was speaking to Pastor Jimmy who preached the Tuesday night at our Sunny Coast campus. We had break the next day, we're just keeping track of where is this revival fire starting to spread. Going to Uganda, it's going to Philippines, these mass baptisms. It's gone to Queensland, our team there. Half the team is doing a tent revival meeting in Toowoomba. They're seeing great mighty things happening there. It's gone to a Catholic church out of, out of all places. Come on, the Catholics. Do you know the Catholics are the biggest church in Australia? We're second to them as Pentecostals. Imagine if the Catholic church got baptized in the Holy Spirit. If you have the picture of the mass baptisms, there's Pastor Daniel 
We started Fire Church, for those who don't know, the Sunny Coast team. This was their Miracle Offering Sunday. A, a service on giving. It turned into revival. It reminds me of Acts 10, which I touched on with Cornelius, giving to the poor. And it caught the attention of heaven. And the Holy Spirit came to the Gentiles for the very first time in history. That our response to revival now, our worship, our prayer and our giving attracts the attention of heaven to say, it's not my will be done, but your will be done. It's not my resources, God. It's your resources. And I entrust everything that I have and all that I am into your hands. And it's in that sweet place, God says, I'm ready to come like a mighty rushing wind. In the middle of Peter's sermon, these Gentiles get baptised in the Holy Spirit and they start to speak in tongues. Let our services be interrupted with the presence and the power of God. Amen. So next picture. I want to get to the, uh, if you can show the baptism picture of the Philippines. I had this vision during worship. We've got, um, we were going to do a Fed Square thing, but that fell through. It might be next year with combined churches. But I caught up with Pastor Mark with me on Friday for a combined church gathering this Good Friday at the Fortress. We've done it before. Whatever our involvement is, whether it's worship or whatever it is, I, I just sense to gather the churches in the Frankston City and to, if you can bring it up, a mass baptism at Frankston Beach. All the Pentecostals, all the Baptists, all the Catholics, all the Anglicans, all the Independents to come under the name of Jesus. He deserves His full reward for His suffering. So these 19 students, doesn't take much to spark a revival. These 120 people to spark a great move of God like never seen before on the earth. It says this, and they were dwelling in Jerusalem, Jews, verse 5, chapter 2, devout men from every nation under heaven. And when this second, when the sound occurred, they heard it. This move of God will be heard in many different areas around the world. The multitude came together and were confused because everyone heard them speak in his own language. Then they were all amazed and marveled, saying to one another, Look, are not all these who spoke Galileans? And how is it that we hear each in our own language in which we were born? skip for the interest of time those uh, nations we hear them speaking in our own tongues the wonderful works of God verse 12 so they were all amazed and perplexed saying to one another whatever could this mean others mocking said they are full of new wine indeed they are there is can I just say up front as we now launch and take this mantle on that the world will be amazed. They'll be peering in and wondering what is going on, but they'll be mocking too. They'll say, oh, they're just drunk on alcohol, new wine, like these early pilgrims. 
But Peter, standing up with the eleven, raised his voice and said to them, Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and heed my words. For these are not drunk, as you suppose, since it is only the third hour or 9am of the day. But this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my Spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. And on my men servants and maid servants, I'll pour out my Spirit on my Spirit. He's going to pour out His Spirit on you today. If you've never received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, He's going to pour it out on you today. And I will show wonders in the heaven above and signs on the earth beneath. Blood and fire, the vapour of smoke, the sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord and shall come to pass that whoever, let's say all this together, that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. We're going to just stay in His presence. However long, there's no template to this. I felt that's one of the other things God said. You don't have to be in Asbury. You don't have to be a sunny coast. You don't have to be Uganda or Davao, Philippines. Certainly draw inspiration and glean and learn from them. But there is something unique that needs to happen here in Victoria, where we had the privilege of being locked down the most. (laughs) Everyone around the world, it wasn't a privilege. That the enemy needs to pay for everything that he did. And all the lives that were impacted, that that led to death, that he's going to pay. That's the reason why you haven't abandoned ship in Victoria and you're still here. And we're going to take this thing with full force. The Bible says the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. What other translations? The kingdom of heaven advances and forceful men advance with it. We got to get serious in our spirits. Amen. Spirit move in this place. Lee, can you come up? I just sense there's going to be healings in the room. This tank, I just realized it's still open. If you need to get baptized, see Robin over there. We're going to continue. But we're just going to call out some words of knowledge for healing. Some breakthrough that people need. And then if we can, get into a worship song as we pray for people as well. Um, during worship before I felt uh, I saw a vision of someone dragging their feet and I, I had the word no hope I remember the days when I first got saved it's, I would wake up in the middle of the night without a hope I was, in, I was crying that I was still alive and the cure for that was actually Acts 2 verse 17 which is the scripture that Pastor Alex is just preaching on and so I believe that this morning God wants to give hope there's a person here that says I have no hope. You're just carrying on through life and you're just, carry, like, you know, you're just dragging yourself through life. 
and God wants to give you hope. So if that's you, why don't you stand up and come to the front and we get the, the, the prayer team to pray into you, to break off any depression, to break any hopelessness. Uh, things might come out, so things might get hairy. Uh, but if you don't, we're just gonna pray for the Holy Spirit to fill you with this Spirit. Amen. So if that's you, why don't you be brave? Come forward. Anyone else? I also felt like there's a female without hope. So if you're feeling hopeless and you need hope, the Scripture says, the old man will dream dreams and young men will see vision. I used, to, I used to say that as a joke. It says, old people get dreams. But the reason for the old people dream dreams is that you, you dream a future. You get filled with the Holy Spirit. You have a vision for future generation. So that's what it means. So come forward if you're feeling hopeless. Someone, let's just be up on our feet, ready to just uh, receive. Um, the Lord showed me someone with uh, continual tonsillitis issues, you're in and out of sickness quite consistently, you're over it, you're sick of it. Someone else with uh, lower back pain as well. Again, something similar, it's in and out of pain. Sciatica would come and visit and just... Uh, just it's pure torment I've gone through that myself I know the pain left knee ligament issues as well if that's you if you have shoulder pain issues we're just calling things out but if we don't call out your certain condition and you need prayer and breakthrough over your body I promise you we have the faith to heal amen and it's not us that heals it's Jesus in us that heals amen so he gets all the glory. If you need prayer for anything at all, come down to the front. Our prayer team with Lanyards will pray over you right now. And before we get into, oh, sorry, yep. Yes. Second Chronicles 7.14. And it's the word that the prayer team had on Thursday. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and seek my face and turn from the wicked ways then I will hear from heaven and I will heal their land. Who knows the land of Australia, the land of Victoria and all its people have gone through what they've gone through in their suffering needs healing. Amen. If you need healing in your body, in your heart, in your mind, there's heart issues. The Lord said that to me early this morning. There's people with heart issues that need prayer. Come to the front right now. Very soon. We're a little bit different today. Yeah, very good. It's a different flow. That's okay. I'm, I'm okay with that. But I just need to also do some due diligence. We can't do what we do. We pay rent on this building and so forth and staff wages. So I'm not going to take up a, do a massive offering message. I just want to thank you all for sowing into revival, for sowing into what God is doing in His kingdom for your obedience to bring to Him His tithe and He gives you the power to gain wealth, to give you kingdom resources, to see God's plans established and further advanced here on earth. And if you, uh, you normally like to give by car, you need to give by car today. I can just get you to raise your hand and ushers will be with you or otherwise online as you do. And we just want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Next week, I hope to have a report on the miracle offering and a few things changed with Turkey. So we're just going to get word instruction on what we're going to do for our community, giving our tithe on our miracle offering as well. But we want to thank you. Um, all our communications, look out for it during the week for what's happening. Can we have the announcements on the screen?
for everyone's benefit as well. I think we just need to change our structure a little bit in the future, hey? Let's just keep it flowing like this. I have some words of knowledge. So thank you as you give. It says this. Someone here has been feeling like they are V8, like are a V8 engine who is broken. You can't see your insides, how your insides can be fixed. And now waiting for a new body in heaven. But God has a different plan. He wants to re He wants to recondition your engine. Make it like new. Jesus' blood was shed for you. His blood will like acid each oh yep eating away the rust and grime he will replace your cracked head replace your worn out seals the head gasket we're talking about there and weld up the cracks all with such skill that your insides your engine will be like new he is not going to replace it he is going to repair it you will roar again. You want limps, limp. You won't limp. You will run toward the finish line. Come on, someone needs revival in the spirit. Who knows? Revival starts in here. If you were once a V8 roaring engine, but lately you've been feeling like a Hyundai gets. If you need a revival in your spirit, come here in the front. God's not going to replace it. He's going to repair it, but better than before. He's going to fix those leaks in your spirit. He's going to fix those things that continue to sabotage and make you break down on the road to you fulfilling your assignment. He's going give to you, give you that roaring spirit once again. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for my brothers and sisters right now. God, I pray for your healing touch, your healing power over every single person in this room right now. I thank you, Lord, for your fresh wind and fresh fire to come upon our brothers and sisters in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you for joining us today. To learn more about Fire Church, head to our website, firechurch.com.au. And don't forget to connect with us on social media on Instagram, fire.church, Facebook, Fire Church, and YouTube, Fire Church TV. Have a blessed week.